Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the IUMI podcast. Container vessel fires are amongst the most hazardous in the global shipping industry, and incidents are rising. Not only is there the risk of damage to the vessel and the cargo on board, but there's also the risk of crew members losing their lives trying to extinguish or contain the flames. They're difficult to extinguish, and total losses like the Express Pearl show just how devastating they can be. IUMI has long advocated for better onboard fire detection and prevention systems, working closely with the IMO to ensure that the industry continues to prioritise vessel and crew safety. IUMI is working closely with DBI, that's the Danish Institute of Fire and Security Technology, on a container ship's fire safety project called CargoSafe. This is looking to identify cost-effective risk control options for cargo fires on board container vessels. In this podcast, we sit down with Uwe Peter Scheider, Loss Prevention Manager at GDV, the German Insurance Association, and the Vice Chair of IUB's Loss Prevention Committee. Anders Christensen, who's the Project Manager for the Cargo Safe Project, and Lorena Siofentes, a Research Consultant at DBI, to discuss the Cargo Safe study, developments in the fire safety technology, and how the risk of container fires affect marine insurance premiums. Uwe, if I can start with you. How often do container fires occur? And are we seeing more of them today compared with perhaps 10, 15 years ago? In, that la- in the last 15 years, we saw three cargo fires on container ships a year, and we recognized a slight increase in that time, especially in the intensity of these fires. Lorena, in your role as a research consultant at DBI and during your work on the Cargo Safe project, Have you found that container ship fires are becoming more frequent? And what are some of the main complexities of tackling container ship fires? Uh, What we have mainly seen is an increase on number of containers per ship. And this has increased also the frequency of the fires on ships. On top of this, there is also an evolution on the goods that are being transported. So, for example, we have seen a huge increase on batteries that are now quite used around the world and therefore they are quite transported. And these batteries, for example, represent a fast growing fire that cannot be fight with water. So it's, it's complex and it's something that needs revision and also in part of the legislation because the evolution of goods has not been tackled. Container vessels and their, and their crew will have a number of protocols in place to tackle onboard fires. Anders, what are some of the most effective methods to extinguish a container fire? To say that what's the most effective, it depends, of course, on the commodity of the cargo. And it depends particularly on the detection time. As soon as you can detect a fire and start fighting the fire, that is what gives the biggest influence on how to handle the fire. Delayed detection will hamper any firefighting and it will allow for, for the fire to spread out of control. So how have the developments in onboard detection system improved the crew's ability to catch a fire before it starts spreading? When you look at SOLAS, the requirements are very clear on how quick the fire is to be detected. And the SOLAS requirements, we can easily say that they're not new. There has been, there is room for improvement. The system is based on what was used back in the day, and there's certainly room for improvement on detection of fires. Uh, as I recall, uh, the requirement in SOLAS is five minutes detection time. 
it will be possible to detect earlier today by having smoke detectors in the cargo holds or, or, or other systems. Sorry for, for jumping in, but um, shipping companies developed ideas to increase the firefighting system on board of container vessels in, in the 70s of the last century. That means monitors on top of the deck house, a monitor on top of the front mast, and a water curtain in front of the deck house, and additionally, spray water system in the hatch covers. But unfortunately, this development finds an end in the late 80s. At that time, the reduction of cost leads the shipping industry extremely, and that means a reduction in shipbuilding or on, on, in ordering new ships down to the IMO minimum standard. Has the maritime industry learned from detection systems in other industries that can perhaps be used on board vessels? There are different ideas of detection system. One is a thermal cable under deck, and they uh, have ex experience from the uh, tunnels in the Alp. We know about huge uh, fires in the tunnel in the Alps where a lot of people died. So they check the temperature in the tunnel with their cable. It's uh, water resistant. It's um, They need a lot of salt in winter in the Alps. So salt is not a problem. And it's a perfect detection system. And they combined it with a uh, extinguishing system them in the tunnel and they have the first ideas on board they have one ship or two ships one or two bays with these in the hatch so that you came with a 2d picture of the temperature in the hatch so you, you will see where is one container heating up maybe there's charcoal in charcoal maybe after 30 days charcoal starts to heat up and then you see it okay there's action and if if you got the information yeah there's charcoal in maybe you, you can decide okay able body in there or officer in there and extinguish the fire with a lot of water so you have the early information so uh, smoke detection is too late because after the smoke is out of the uh, container the, the maybe the fire is still out of the container other ways they put the detection in the container smart containers hapagloid starts now to change their containers to into smart containers and this easy and costs not a lot of money if there's a smart box in in the container to have one detection system for maybe co or co2 or h2 if you have lithium ion batteries the, the venting gases there are a lot of hydrogen in and if you detect hydrogen flood the container at once it's lost there's a one there's one battery in ventings uh, and that means just before the run uh, thermal runaway so as earlier a detection could be more successful the the extinguishing actions and smaller the extinguishing uh, action could be lorena following on from that how is dbi's cargo safe project looking at detection systems well with cargo safe we are not looking at only from the detection point of view because we think it's a full fighting strategy. So it's also not only to detect early, but also being able to know what is inside the container where you detect. So we are talking about prevention and also is having a well-planned strategy on firefighting and containment when you know what is inside that container. So it has to be everything linked throughout the timeline of the fire. It cannot be in isolation only like okay so we have early detection and our problems are solved yeah, it has to be also in combination with other mitigation systems 
Yeah, and just to uh, to add on uh, comments from uh, Lorena, what we see is that, that it's often uh, misdeclared goods that is uh, dangerous goods that is, hasn't been declared as dangerous goods. And that's why it is often placed in positions where you wouldn't place dangerous goods. But it goes without saying that if you don't, if you assume it's plain cargo and you put it on deck or below deck, and then suddenly it turns out to be dangerous goods. So there's certainly also an issue with the misdeclaration of uh, goods, particularly dangerous goods. The statistic, the monthly report underlines this, what, what Anders said. Nearly all container fires, lithium-ion battery or charcoal, were more or less misdeclared or non-declared. They declared it wooden furniture. No, it was no wooden furniture, it was charcoal. And the fire starts. And it's more than 30%, 30 35%, 38% um, of the fires. Of This is uh, the last report was due to lithium-ion battery and another 30% to 44% was from um, from charcoal. So the players are clear, but due to the fact that the misdeclaration, we have the misdeclaration since 40 years in, in since container are, are shipped, we have missed the problem with mis or non-declared DG cargo, and we will have this problem for the next 20 to 40 years, because there is a economic benefit. And has there been anything of interest that you've found it so far in your research, especially when it comes to installing these fire detection and prevention systems on container ships? For our surprise, there are some chip lines that has put more of what I am always requiring. And that's our example for, for the study to see like, okay, this can be done. And someone has to have proof this to work for some of the technologies. So it, it's a good surprise because they are putting on top of what is minimum requirement. As we know, DBI, we are, we're heading this uh, safety study called Cargo Safe, and we've had a hazard, uh, hazard ID in the beginning of February, and the interest from the industry was quite overwhelming, and we had a lot of good participants, both from shipping companies, but also from flag states, insurance companies, manufacturers. So there certainly is an interest in working on this topic and being first movers and uh, participating in a, in a proactive way to, to get rid of this issue. But for sure... It is going to be a long, hard struggle, and it will take some time. And I know for for a fact that whenever you want to change rules at IMO or in Solas, it takes time. But we are we are on a good road, and we're uh, making good pace. So for sure, we're getting there. And and I won't won't. Want not to be misunderstood. Uh, I don't want to to build up uh, pressure. I think DBI study needs 60 weeks faster, and this is important because there's a lot, a lot of work to do. At the end, everybody at, at IMO or at the subcommittee on ship system and equipment, they will ask. There will be a group of experts, a lot of experts from shipping lines, from World Shipping Council, from the whole industry. And they will have an extremely sharp look at, at every every point and comma and word is there, uh, what is there written. So we have to wait and it will take the time and the bright future will we will see in hopefully 2030. And it can be the sunrise of the bright future, a firefighting future. So Anders, from an outsider's perspective, I suppose, do you see some real changes in the shipping industry when it comes to onboard fire safety? From our point of view, we can only see as there is a willingness and eagerness to attend and to assist us uh, with our study. When we have reached out, we have had a lot of uh, very good positive feedback. So from my seat, it seems like there is a lot of interest in doing and it goes without saying no one wants to see burning containers and least of all to risk uh, lives at sea.
That is why we're, we're looking at it. We don't want to have any uh, incidents that will result in loss of life. Again, it comes down to level playing field. This talk about who wants to be first movers is always tricky, especially in, in this industry, but there is a willingness to do something about it. Thank you all for your time and insights into ownership advice. Whilst this clearly isn't a problem that's going to be solved overnight, it's good to hear that there is a high-level and detailed work happening to improve prevention, detection and suppression of container fires. Thank you. That I, as the loss prevention manager and the vice chair of the loss prevention committee, had the chance to uh, answer your question and answer these important questions concerning firefighting abroad on container vessels. And thanks to DBI for a super good job in Denmark for the safer future on container vessels. Uh, thank you, Bill, for, for having me and Lorena here from DBI and to tell you a bit about our progress in cargo safe safety study. And we're looking forward to, to share the final results uh, in the beginning of next year. Thank you for having us from DBI and to open this space to be able to share what our project and the importance of this one. The Cargo Safe project is expected to run until February 2023 and its findings were presented to the International Maritime Organization.